This is Beyond Reading the Bible, where we connect you with the living word. Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond Reading the Bible. My name is Lindsay Kennedy. And my name is Randy McCracken. So in our last episode, our very first episode, we discussed getting the big picture and really just studying the Bible getting the most out of the Bible and pursuing those questions, those niggling questions we may have. And so we got into the, the issue of when you're reading the Bible and you run across perhaps a name of a person or a, a place name, a location, maybe some kind of cultural practice, or even just a, a confusing couple of verses. And what do you do when you, when you run into those? And we, we discussed, well, you pursue them. That's a great way to start studying the Bible for getting some more depth out of the Bible. And so the question in this episode is, well, what would we recommend for people to, to use in answering those questions? What sort of tools would we recommend or, or um, things that they can bring alongside their study? That's what we'll be discussing in this episode. So really study tools or resources that we recommend. So if you were someone who was listening to the previous episode and thinking, well, that's all great. They've said study things as you run into them and, and all of that. But you're thinking, well, where do I start? This is the episode for you. Right. You might have been listening to your pastor and think, man, he's got some great insights. And I only wish I knew how to approach the Bible and study the Bible to get some of those insights for myself. And so, again, if you're a beginner and, and this is you, uh, this episode is particularly directed toward you. If you're a more experienced person in studying the Bible, we're going to be talking about various resources for uh, Bible study, and you may be like, I know all of this, and Lindsay, I think you and I are agreed that uh, uh, if a person uh, thinks, oh man, this is something I, that uh, I already know, you move on to the next episode. But yeah. we definitely want to help our beginners by giving them a foundation of some resources that they can go to to help them in understanding the Scripture. Mm. So we're going to begin with the very basics then, Lindsay. Um, I think a good place to start for a beginner is getting a good study Bible. There are a number of good study Bibles out on the market these days that give notes, uh, give introductions to biblical books, and give some valuable information that will guide uh, a beginner in learning to study the Bible. And I think you have an experience with a few of these study Bibles, so would you share with us uh, some of the ones that you've found particularly helpful? Yeah, well, yeah, I totally agree, Randy. I think a study Bible is a great place to start because it's, it's got a lot of the things we're going to be referring to in this episode. It has a lot of them just packed into one big super Bible, really. So some recommended study Bibles, uh, a couple that I've used myself is the, there's the ESV study Bible, which has been around for a few years now. And that's really just a good, reliable study Bible. It has commentary at the bottom of the text, like any good study Bible does. And it's quite easy to follow. And like Randy said, they have introductions to the biblical books and they give you a good, just a good gist of what the book is about. There's a new NIV study Bible that's just come out and that's got a great lineup of uh, scholars as well as the ESV. And what I've seen of it looks really good as well. And they've got a big emphasis on uh, biblical theology. So really getting a grasp of the Bible's own way of speaking and, and its own language and how it's connected, books are connected and co concepts are connected and so on. Right. So that's a big emphasis on that one, which I think is a good way to go when, when you want to understand the Bible itself, like its own words and its own culture and things like that. Well, Lindsay, there, there are some of our listeners who may be 
thinking, well, you know, I wish I had a book that would give me some principles on how to approach the Bible. And so it, it might be good if we could also recommend uh, some resources along that line. So what would you say? Yeah, well, uh, a book that I've not personally read myself, but my wife highly recommended it, is How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth by Gordon Fee and I think it's Douglas Stewart. That's right. And I've heard really great things about this book. I know it's, it's used in a lot of Bible colleges and this, this book really is a good introduction, good survey of different genres and, and just really just helps you get the most out of your study. So Great. there are books like that. I'm sure there are, there are plenty of other books like this one, but I've just heard many recommendations of this one. Right. So we want to break down for our listeners some of the other biblical resources that are available. And uh, let's just begin with Bible dictionaries, Lindsay. Bible dictionaries are certainly a great source. Say you want to learn more about a particular individual in Scripture, like Aaron, the high priest. You might just go to a Bible dictionary, read an article on Aaron. It's going to give you some basic information about uh, where he's mentioned in Scripture, who he was, uh, etc. And uh, the, the confusing thing probably for a beginner is, okay, there's all these resources out there. Okay, I'm not sure which ones I need or which ones are going to help me. So let's start with Bible dictionaries and say, let's talk about the different kinds of Bible dictionaries and let's talk about what might be good for our listeners to get a start. Yes, yeah, so there's definitely, as it was with uh, study Bibles, there are different kinds of dictionaries that might serve you for different particular needs that you have, or they might maybe come from a different approach. Uh, Randy, why don't you go ahead and tell us some of those different kinds? Sure. Um, first of all, I think we should recognize that there are single-volume dictionaries, and then there are multi-volume dictionaries. Obviously, in the single-volume dictionary, uh, they're trying to get all the information they can pack into it from A to Z, or A to Z, if you're one of our English listeners. Uh, but the information is going to be more limited because it is only one volume. Great place for a beginner to start, I think, because you can get the basic information, you can get the big picture, and that's what you're after. If you're looking for something more in-depth, then obviously uh, you might want to consider getting into a multi-volume dictionary. So um, we can talk about a few of these. An example of some of the single volume dictionaries would be something like the New Bible Dictionary, or Erdman's has one, and I believe it's called Erdman's Bible Dictionary. Um, and then there are some good multi-volume dictionaries, Lindsay, like the one from InterVarsity Press. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that one? Yeah, well, they have a series of dictionaries that will really tackle specific sections of the Bible or genres of the Bible. So there's, there's one that's for the poetical books in the Old Testament, and then there's one for the Pentateuch. Or maybe in the New Testament, you've got ones like a dictionary for Paul and his letters. So these would tackle concepts and words, places, specific to Paul's letters. Right. And so really with something like that, it's going to be the same sort of size, you know, quite a thick book. But because it's just on that particular topic, you're going to get a lot more uh, depth, whether it's longer articles or just more concepts that, that are perhaps uh, not covered in the, your single volume. Right. So Bible dictionaries, it's a good place to start to get some basic information or with the multi-volume uh, dictionaries, an opportunity to delve in a little deeper into a particular topic. Another 
tool that, that may come in handy is an atlas, a biblical atlas. Absolutely. I think it makes all the difference to be able to visualize a place or visualize the terrain. When you look at, let's say, if a nation invades Israel in the Bible and you say, which direction do they come from? And, and you can actually look at the atlas and try and figure these things out and really just get a good grasp of what you're dealing with in the text. That's right. And anyone who's made a trip to Israel knows that just being able to see the land firsthand and where certain things happen really opens up your eyes to uh, the Bible. And if you don't have the opportunity to do that, an atlas and some photographs are the next best thing to being there. Mm -hmm. It's really helpful, I, I find, like when studying the life of Christ, to, to have an, an atlas or even just a map of, of his area of ministry in front of you when you study. Because it, then you, you don't gloss over those place names, which can be quite common to do. I know I do it all the time. Oh, he went from here to there, and you think, uh-huh, okay, and doesn't, I don't know They're what just to names, think of that. Aren't yeah, they? exactly. That's right. When you've got an atlas, uh, which you may even have in the, in the back of your Bible, you know, a series of maps, you can find Jesus' ministry and say, look, here's, he's going back here again, that's interesting, or this section of his ministry is taking place up here, or as he's moving to Jerusalem, particularly, he's moving into new territory uh, that he doesn't normally cover in his early ministry. And, and these things can be interesting, or even covering the Gentiles. He's starting to get into Gentile territory in, in places. And that will help understand why is this thing happening here. They may not tell you, oh, by the way, he's entering this area, and this means this. But if you know something about the area, you'll, you'll pick it up when you're looking at a map. Right. It's worth mentioning at this point, of course, that we're going to be putting more recommendations on the website. That's so right. if you want to follow through to the website beyond reading the Bible, we'll have, for this specific episode's page, we'll have a list of resources that we recommend and specific links even to probably Amazon and, and so on. That way people aren't frantically trying to write down the names of various resources. Exactly. and I can't remember that. I'll have to rewind and all of that. Mm -hmm. So that'd be great. Plus we can give them a visual of some of these resources yeah, perhaps. Yeah. So another resource that, that's very, very useful, uh, and there's a lot of options here when it comes to commentaries. Right. So Randy, why don't you go ahead and could you help us wade through the, the many mm. kinds of commentaries? Some people want to pull their hair out when it comes to, well, what commentary should yeah. I buy? And are, are there certain authors that are better than others? Are there certain series that are better than others? Well, again, just like with Bible dictionaries, there are one-volume commentaries and there are multi-volume commentaries. Obviously, with a one-volume commentary, the information is once again going to be limited because <clears throat> you have a volume that is trying to include all the books from Genesis to Revelation, and so there's only so much room in a commentary of that sort. Also in these one-volume commentaries, they may be by a single author, or they may be by various authors who are experts in that particular biblical book. And so I would always say if, if you are getting a one-volume commentary, might be better to look for one that has contributions from various Bible scholars as opposed to one, because you're going to get people who are more expert in certain books of the Bible than others. Um, we should also mention, Lindsay, that there's basically three different kinds of commentaries. Some uh, are devotional-oriented, and so they're more uh, geared toward application, and encouragement. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and, and these commentaries are good and they have their place. But if you're wanting to get deeper into the word and gain deeper insight, then the devotional commentaries are going to be very limited in being able to help you do that. Mm-hmm. So the next level, um, we're just calling intermediate. And what would an intermediate commentary be, Lindsay? Yeah, well, an intermediate commentary <clears throat> would be something that, that sort of aims at a higher level in terms of study than the devotional commentary, not to put down the devotional commentary because it has its place, it has its purpose. Uh, but an intermediate commentary would be something that, that really is focusing more on getting to the text and understanding the text, maybe the flow of thought or the meaning of particular words and just the overall message of the book. Sometimes devotional commentaries, when they're not necessarily at their best, they will be they'll take a verse or a text and they'll run in a different direction with it. Mm. Maybe you want to make a point and you use a verse to prove it. Um, an intermediate commentary would be something that's far more focused on what does this book say or what does this chapter or this verse say and and it focuses on the, the train of thought of how it gets to that point so this there's this is a very big category really you've got a lot yeah. in between on both ends you can have short commentaries that do this quite succinctly and you can have more you know 100 pages thousand pages sort of commentaries that really unpack a book in more detail uh, a lot of these books will we recommend them for anyone who wants to go to the next level, but you may find some of them are, are a little bit more difficult to understand than some, and some are, are easier to understand. So I suppose it would be helpful to maybe throw out some recommendations in, in this in this light. Yeah, and uh, I have three series that I would recommend along these lines, Lindsay. Uh, you and I have both used them as textbooks in our classes, and we've reviewed a few of them on our own website. Uh, One of those is the Encountering the Bible series. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the book of Genesis, for instance, I've used the book Encountering the Book of Genesis by Bill T. Arnold. It's a great resource for getting the big picture and getting to the important issues in the book of Genesis without becoming so technical that he's Mm -hmm. heavy into the Hebrew and Mm -hmm. making people's heads spin who may not know Hebrew or be comfortable with discussing Hebrew concepts. Yeah, I used the Romans commentary by Doug Moo for the Encountering series. And the students liked that. It was good because he's one of the leaders in Romans, Roman studies, but he's he's written a very thick and dense commentary, but then the Encountering the Book of Romans commentary is very short, very mm-hmm. uh, thin in comparison. And what's good is, so you've got one of the best guys doing this, but it's written at an introductory sort of level. Right. And when, it, when he does use terms that, are, that might need some unpacking, they're actually in bold, and it refers you back to the glossary at the end of the book. Great. So that was good, and the students, they, they're really running into what he would say in his bigger commentary, but trying to bring it down to an easier level and, and spend a lot less time unpacking everything. And sometimes it might require rereading a sentence or a paragraph a few times to really get what he's saying. But they found it really helpful for getting the big picture of the book. Another series that's also very good is the Exploring series, the Exploring the Old Testament or the Exploring the New Testament series. And what this series does is um, it goes book by book, but it breaks the Bible down into sections. So it might go uh, along the lines of Exploring the Gospels as opposed to exploring the book of John. 
right. uh, exploring the Pentateuch as opposed to exploring Genesis or Numbers or something mm -hmm. like that. And then the third one that uh, I think you and I have found helpful is a newer series, and all the volumes aren't out yet, uh, entitled Teach the Text. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is geared toward helping teachers and beginning students to get the big picture of the Bible. So these are individual commentaries. Uh, I use one on Samuel, you've used one on Romans. Mm -hmm. And um, they, they get at the essence of the book uh, they, they discuss some important issues. They'll, they'll challenge the beginning student with some of the wording that's mm -hmm. used, but it's not so technical that it can't be comprehended. So that would be the type of intermediate commentary that we're talking about and three examples, and we'll certainly have those up on the website. And just to add as well about the Teach the Text series, it's funny because it's called Teach the Text that we also recommend it for students. And it's because a lot of what they're doing in that series is they're trying to help teachers well, teach the text. They're trying to give you help on how to teach it. Mm -hmm. That same, same help is, is useful for students Absolutely. for understanding. So they'll even include illustrations at the end of a section, say, here's how you could illustrate this point, or even here's how you could preach a sermon on this point. And if you don't mind putting yourself in, that, in the pastor's shoes, you could, you could read those points and take them away. Uh, and use them for yourself, even if you're not planning to preach that text. Right. Well, the third kind of commentary then, Lindsay, is the academic. And for any of our listeners who are deep into Bible study, this is the, the kind of commentary they're interested in. For our beginners, it might seem a little more foreboding. But these sorts of commentaries deal specifically with the original languages, the Hebrew, the Greek, the Aramaic, and uh, they'll, they'll mention the Hebrew or the Greek words. Uh, it, it'll often be written in Hebrew or Greek within the Bible commentary itself. And so those can be quite intimidating to a beginner, but to someone who's uh, going deeper in their study, these kinds of commentaries actually help you really get down into the depths of the biblical text. Yeah, yeah, definitely. These, these commentaries that I'd recommend if someone came to me and said, what is going on in this particular verse of this particular book? This is probably where I'd turn first is, is an academic commentary because you know you're getting the best information, especially if it's more of a recent one that's um, you know really at the forefront of the study of the book. And you know that there's a really good chance because it's dense, thick book that they're really going to answer those questions. They're, mm. they're not going to sort of skim past something that, that you'll run into. Often they assume a, a, at least a basic level knowledge of Greek, but then there are some where they're so reliant upon a knowledge of Greek that you really you really want to be growing in your Greek at the same time to right. be able to use these. So a couple of recommendations, uh, at least from the New Testament, there's the Pillar series, which yes. is more at the uh, more graspable in terms of academic commentaries because they work, I think, from the New International Version, and but it's still going to be more in-depth. And then you've got your... Uh, Baker exegetical commentary on the New Testament, that series, that's sort of a next level up where they actually create their own translation from the Greek. Each individual author does this. And they, they look at a big picture of a text. So they say, let's say 10 verses, this is a unit of thought. You might have to read the whole thing to find the verse you're after, but it's great because it really follows the flow of thought. So those are some, some there. There's also the New International Greek commentary 
on the New Testament and that's going to be the next level again where I, I've used a couple of these and, and you really have to read Start slowly. Start put on your waiting boots at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's getting a little bit more intense. Right. Great. Well, I, I think we've, we could say, we could go on and on about mm -hmm. commentaries, couldn't we? I, I have more I could say, but I think for our listeners' sake, we should push ahead. Yeah. Uh, another another category, Lindsay, that is important are what are known as New Testament and Old Testament introductions. And uh, maybe you could explain for our listeners just a little bit about what a New Testament or Old Testament introduction mm -hmm. is. And there are actually uh, some variations on these mm -hmm. on these kinds of books. Yeah, yeah. Well, in terms of introduction, when I think of a New Testament or Old Testament introduction book, what this will be is a little bit like if you had a study Bible, if you think of the first page of any particular book, let's say you open up to Ephesians, and the first thing you'll run into in a study Bible is it'll say date, author, when it, uh, where it was written from, who it was written to, big picture of the book, and then you turn the page, Ephesians chapter one, verse one, that kind of thing. That first page, if you can imagine that being an entire book, <laughs> it's that's what these books will be, is it will be a book devoted just to introducing books of the Bible, right. whether it's uh, focusing on yeah, author, date, background for the letter, or whether it's more theological, introducing the different themes that a book brings in, or maybe it's a book that tries to cover all of those things. That's great. And so these introductions uh, are good resources for helping someone get the big picture, if they're a good New Testament or Old Testament introduction. Mm -hmm. I know I, I took some friends uh, in a church over in Ireland through a survey of the Old Testament. And I used a particular Old Testament introduction by two men by the name of Dillard and Longman. It's a great Old Testament introduction as it gives you the basics of every book of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And it talks about date, authorship, and those kinds of things, but it also gives you the, the themes and an outline of the book. And so Again, for getting the big picture, a New Testament or Old Testament introduction can do a great job, and we'll recommend a few on the website. Really a good place to sort of wrap up, I think, is Bible software, because really a good piece of software will cover everything that we just discussed. Uh, we've got all kinds of different Bible software, but, uh, you know, especially these days, the way that technology is going, you can you can get so much in, in one piece of software. And a lot of the times it's relatively cheap in comparison to buying all of these. I mean, if you've been yeah, listening right. to the episode up till this point, you might be thinking, I don't have the budget to be buying all these <laughs> sorts of books. And, and I agree with you, I, I don't either. <laughs> and But sometimes with a piece of software, it might be a, um, you might even pay a monthly cost, but often you'll you'll pay for something that gives you so much more than what it's than what you're actually paying for. They usually automatically come with certain Bible dictionaries, exactly. certain commentaries, and mm -hmm. etc. Yeah, so there's different Bible software. Uh, there's one, well, at your very basic free level, you've got something like eSword, which there are free modules for that. Different Bible translations are for free. You can do searches, you know, it saves you a lot of time to search on a computer. And then you can also download a lot of free resources for eSword, like dictionaries and, and even some older commentaries, I think, mm -hmm. are free. But then there's other software, paid software, such as Accordance or BibleWorks. And personally, I've never used either of those. Right. But you and I, Randy, we've both used Logos, and that's, that's right. the software we use. Yeah. 
uh, we don't necessarily know. I've heard, I know people use the other software and highly recommend it, so we're not necessarily, we're not being paid by Logos to endorse them, but no. we'll talk about what we know. Exactly. Plus, I think the, something like BibleWorks is uh, more for those who are doing scholarly research. Yeah. It's really yeah. geared toward the biblical languages mm. and studying mm -hmm. the original biblical languages. Mm. Where Logos, although it has those capabilities, it's also for... Uh, the beginning Bible student and the intermediate Bible student. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And a great thing, so just talking about Logos in particular, is they have different packages. So they might have a, a sort of a lower end package and then a higher end package. And with each one of these, you're getting a lot of resources for your money's worth. And it will include things like everything we've just said. There'll be some commentaries, there'll be some introductions, there'll be some dictionaries. There'll be lots of maps and, and images as well that you can search for all in one package and as well because it's digital these things are linked to each other so you can be going through a text right click on a word and say I want to look for this in a dictionary and so it's going to then search for those and say well here's three different or four different or a hundred different dictionaries and here's what they say on this topic mm -hmm. so it's really handy to just have all these things uh, at your fingertip and sometimes even in your phone or your iPad or something like that that's right yeah, so again, we're not being paid by Logos, but we, we do recommend it because both of us have found it helpful. If, if you're interested in a Bible software package, uh, check out Logos.com. They, they have some introductory videos. And if you're kind of like me and you're not very technologically minded and I'm like, oh, how am I going to learn how to use this software? Logos has a lot of free tutorials mm -hmm. as well as tutorial packages that you can buy to help you become comfortable in using the features of the software. Mm -hmm. Lindsay, if you're a book hound like you and I are, then you're probably loving every second of this yeah. episode. But if you're not, you're like, when is it going to end? Yeah. Well, you've made it. <laughs> <laughs> so you've made it. We're yeah. there. I mean, there are obviously other things we could talk about. We didn't talk about Bible background commentaries or other books that deal with history and culture uh, with the Bible. We haven't talked about lexicons and doing original word studies in the Hebrew and Greek, but we've talked about enough to help a beginning Bible student, perhaps even one who's moving into the intermediate level area. We've given enough resources to help you get started in gaining that big picture and understanding of the scripture. Something that we want to do on this podcast as well is to tackle some of those topics that's right. Like the history or culture or different uh, ways of studying the Bible. Things that might be more intimidating might require some more background knowledge that, that we, having done some of this work, we can uh, share it with our listeners. And, and we're looking forward to doing that. So do come back and we'll get into some of these other topics. Lindsay, the last thing that you and I want to mention is our own personal websites. And the reason is because we've written uh, a number of uh, articles on some of the various books that we've talked mm -hmm. about, as well as other books, we've done book reviews on them. Uh, we've also written uh, articles on various Bible study topics, including some that you will find in future episodes of this podcast. So uh, let's just give our listeners our website addresses, and mm -hmm. uh, we'll also include these on our podcast uh, site. Mm -hmm. Mine is very simple. It's BibleStudyWithRandy.com, all one word, all lowercase. Yeah, and mine is mydigitalseminary.com. So we hope to see you there. <laughs> you can always leave comments. And yeah, we'll link to those on the, on the page. 
Well, thanks for listening today to Beyond Reading the Bible, and we look forward to you joining us in future episodes. God bless. Thank you.